Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, good morning, church. Uh, Good to see you guys this morning. I know I can't technically see you like I always do, but I know many of you have tuned in. And uh, it's a little different for us this morning, but, um, you know, under the circumstances of where we find ourselves as a country, uh, this is as good as it gets. And I'm thankful that we have the technology to do what we're doing this morning. And so I invite you just to kind of enjoy wherever you're at, just kind of kick back. If you've got the um, Pray First book with you or the Word, uh, grab those. Uh, This is the last in a series um, of the Pray First series, uh, started it uh, several weeks ago. We've run all the way through the book, and uh, we're in the last one <clears throat> today, or this morning. And so uh, today's title, the message is simply praying for those who need God. Praying for those who need God. And I, and I believe uh, all of us, each one of us, have people in our lives Um, whether we know them at work, whether we know them at home, whether maybe we have a spouse, uh, kids in our our family, um, just people that we kind of associate with, maybe through kids sports or whatever. Um, But but God's put them on your heart. You're not for sure. You don't know for sure that they they have a relationship with God. And so God's kind of impressed upon you, uh, that individual. You may have someone that was a was a, a friend from high school, maybe a friend from college. Uh, you've lost connection with them, or y'all hung out for a little while. Their life went one direction, your life went another direction, and um, you kind of wonder where they are. And so, how do you pray? How do you pray for people that don't have a relationship with God? That that that. That, that you worry about. You worry about them individually. You don't know where they're at. Uh, how do you pray for those kind of people? Well, how do you pray for people that, that, that you love, that you know, that you want to see born again? And, uh, and so today I'm going to walk through real practical five steps, just real practical stuff today that'll help you, I believe, on how to pray for people who do not know God, do not know God. So number one is simply this. Ask the Father to draw them to Jesus. You're asking the Father to draw them to Jesus. Listen to God's word. John chapter 6, verse 44 says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up in the last days. No one, no one can unless the Father draws them. Now, when he's talking about drawing, he's not talking about taking a a Crayola or a pen and drawing the individual. He's talking about creating circumstances, tugging on their heart, creating a situation where they acknowledge him and he begins to draw them uh, to him so they can see who he is, so they can know about him. And a a fun example, Revelation 3.20 says this, here I am. Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, I will open the door. He will come in and eat with me and I with him. If anyone knocks, 
just pray for that individual, God, that you would draw them to you, that he would knock on their heart door. Nobody, nobody uh, can open their heart from the outside. There's not a knob on your heart from the outside. It's all inside. And, and if, you're, if anybody's ever going to get into your heart, you're going to have to individually open your heart and let them in. And God designed our heart that way. We have a God void in our heart. It can only be filled with God. No one else. Nothing else. Nothing that we can make. Nothing we can buy. Nothing we can have a relationship with. Nothing that we can create on our own. It's just God's hope that he feels in our lives. And it's going to be there until Jesus Christ fills that void. And that doorknob is on the inside of your heart. And he knocks. He knocks like a gentleman. And it's our choice. It's our choice, their choice to open the heart and receive Christ into their lives. So number one was simply ask God to draw them to Jesus. And that's what you pray. You pray that over them. Uh, it is, it, that's how you agree with God because God already wants to draw them. He's drawing them. He wants them to have a relationship. That's why, that's why Jesus went to the cross, to have a relationship. So you're just agreeing with God that his spirit would draw them to him. Number two, you would bind the spirit that blinds their minds. Man, you would bind the spirit that blinds their minds. Listen to uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 4. It says, the God, the little G, the little God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. He has blinded their eyes. Look at the world today. Look at it. It's blinded. It's blind. If you have not looked around and seen the chaos in our country, people have put their hope in false gods, in images that they won't, they don't hold up. There's one God, one God worthy, one God, one true God. His name is Jesus. The world will fail you. It's it's made and created to fail you. Our hope is not in this world. Our, our, nothing from this world will satisfy us. Our, God is all we need. The, and God, the enemy will blind the eyes of people, not just unbelievers, but sometimes even believers to the fact that God is our source. He is our hope. You're not going to find hope in this world. Can't. Can't find purpose in this world. Can't do that. Nothing in this world will satisfy you. Only Jesus. And so you want to pray that whoever that individual is, that they are, that, that their eyes are open to him. That 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 they're that they don't they don't have blind, their, their mind's not blind to the things of God, that they see God for who he is. He's not, he's not out to get them because he's mad at them. He's out to get them because he loves them. He's crazy about them. And so you want to pray that they don't fall in love with the God of this age or the God of this world. They fall in love with the God that created them. Psalm 139 says he knows them. He knit them together. He, he knew them he, by name. He, he made them in the mother's womb, and he has a plan and a purpose for their lives. And so bind the spirit that blinds their minds. Number three, <clears throat> you want to pray for believers to cross their paths. Oh, my gosh. 
pray for their feet to cross the path of someone who will take the good news to them. All right, listen to Matthew 9, 38. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Have you looked around lately? Have you looked around this week? Lord help, the fields are white. There are people out there, okay? Our job, <clears throat> we are spirit, we are the spiritual farmers. We are seed planters. As we're out in this world, God is going to allow our paths to cross with people that need God. The person that's on your mind, the person you're thinking about, have you have you prayed, God, wherever they live, wherever their name is, wherever they are today, you would send somebody, somebody through their path. If you will send somebody their path that, will, that they will run into accidentally, they will be in a store, none of it that's accidental, none of that is coincidence, none of that's just luck, that is purpose by God. We, 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 we never, our feet never land where he doesn't purpose our feet to land. And so pray that that, that individual passes the, the path <clears throat> of that person, that they pass in front of someone and they are a little bit of Jesus for that person to see. Because you have the good news. You have the hope. You, we know in and out of season, you're ready. So there are believers all around this country and you can ask the Father to set that up, man. Cross their path, come in contact with them. Uh, whether they whether they pull up at a restaurant or a store or down a down a down a sidewalk or at a ball game or just sit by each other randomly take a flight across the country and be sitting by somebody can't tell you how many times that God has purposely chosen people for me to be around and it's maybe for a second I may never see these people ever again but my job is to be in and out of season ready to give a hope that it's in me. I mean, you have the second greatest story ever told of how Jesus changed your life. Jesus is the best story. Yours is the second best story, all right? You got your story. You don't need anything else. You don't, just tell them what God did for you. Just tell them how God changed your life. Just tell them that you were once without hope, but now you got hope. Once without purpose, but now you have purpose. Once without any direction in life, now you have direction. Once you were just clouded, like you're walking around in fog, you couldn't have clarity anywhere, and now you have clarity. You know, because the Father says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, and I speak, and they hear me, and they follow me. And so you pray, God, cross their paths with somebody that will tell them about Jesus. Let them see Jesus in somebody, and, and God will do that because God loves them. He loves them more than you love them. And so as you pray for people, pray, God, that you would send somebody in their path that they could run across, that they would encounter the living Jesus Christ. It'll change your life forever, okay? He can do that. Number four, you got to pray that they have a personal relationship with God. That's what they're after. That's what they want. That's what they need. They don't know that necessarily, but that's what you know they need. And so pray that they have an encounter with a living God, a personal, personal relationship with God. John 3, 16, God said, I, I so love the world that he sent his only son, his only son, that whosoever, whosoever, I'm looking at a whole bunch of whosoever's. These are whosoever's. Whoever, whosoever would put their faith in him, trust God, would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the prayer you're praying over them. That's what they, that's what he wants for them. He loves them. He died for them. Each one of them, he died for them. 
John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's not narrow-minded. That's not not mean-spirited. That's just the truth. There are not other ways to God. There's not another path. Just because we were hatched doesn't mean God's going to rewrite the book. This is the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. And, And Jesus is the only way. And so this is what they need. They need to understand that there's not other ways. You can't, you can't do enough good to, 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 to be saved. You can't have a bigger stack of good and, you know, just because your good stack's bigger than your, your, your bad stack doesn't mean you, you get to go to heaven. You get to go to heaven because of what Jesus did on the cross called Calvary. And so you pray that they have a personal encounter, a personal relationship with the Father. You know, Romans 5, 8, while we were yet sinners, Christ did what? He died for us. He died for us. He took our place. Romans 10, 9 and 10, if we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, Jesus is saved, we will be saved. For everyone, in verse 13, that can that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone that calls on that name. Romans, 5, Romans 8, 15, we cry out, Abba, Father. Why? Because we're, we're saved we're not slaves. We're born into a sonship. We, we, we have the spirit of sonship. We have been adopted by the Father. He's now our heavenly Father. We are now a king's kid. That's what you want for this individual, and that's what God wants for him too. And so you pray that they have a personal, personal relationship with God. Ephesians 1, 13 says that we are marked with a seal through the Holy Spirit salvation. It is our deposit guaranteeing our inheritance to the kingdom. You're no longer an enemy of God. You're a friend of God. And so pray that they have a personal, personal, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And last, number five, you want to release a spirit of wisdom and revelation on them that they may know God better. Ephesians 1, verse 17, he talks about that. That, that. that Paul said, ever since I've met you, I pray that you would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation. What he's meaning is that you would know all that there is to know about a loving God that created you for a relationship that you now have. On the other side of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the, the prayer is that you, that individual would grow in the knowledge of the Father, no, knowledge of God, that he would know him better and better. And, and the first step of that after salvation, after a new life with him, is baptism. You want to encourage that individual and pray that individual would follow the Lord in baptism. The first step of obedience is very important. A baptism is, I explain it several ways, but, but baptism is like playing baseball. If you hit a ball off the wall and you, you go around first base and slide into second base, and, and, but you miss first base and they appeal that you miss first base, it doesn't matter if you knock the hole in the wall with the baseball. You're going to be called out because you missed first base. And, and God said, listen, when you get saved, the first step of obedience is baptism. That's the first step of obedience. You better make sure you're touching first base because what good is it going to do you to get to second base if you miss first? You're going to be out. So do the first step of obedience in baptism. Follow the Lord in believer's baptism so that you can be obedient in all the other areas that God's going to ask you. Because if you fumble number one, well, you're fumble number two. 
So be obedient to God and follow him after salvation and believe his baptism. So that individual that you're praying for, that, that you're praying a personal relationship with him, when he, when he gets a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him better, know him better by what? Knowing that what God's design for him is, is after salvation, he would experience uh, baptism, believer's baptism. That's why it's called believer's baptism. After you become a believer, you get baptized. Okay. Otherwise, it's backwards. You can't get baptized first. All right. You get baptized after you become a believer. So that is one area that's very, very important. Uh, baptism uh, is a very important step after salvation. So pray for that individual to come to Christ to know God. Okay. And then at the at the end, when he knows Him better, give Him the spirit of uh, wisdom and revelation, wisdom to follow the Lord in baptism for all that God has for you. So these are five real practical steps and how to pray for someone that they would know God. We all have people in our lives. We all know them. This is how you pray for them. And so maybe today you're listening, watching this. Maybe you are that individual. You didn't think you were when you turned it on. You thought, wow, I'm going to learn how to pray for someone that doesn't have a relationship with God. And you realize through this, you don't have a relationship with God. Well, you can pray and ask the Father to save you. Admit that you're a believer. Admit that you're lost. Uh, believe in your heart, okay, that God died for you on a cross. Confess that with your mouth, and you will be saved. And, and, and so if that's you, you need to do that. Do that, okay? Maybe you realize that, that, that this is how I need to pray for my, my loved one or my friend or my coworker. Uh, maybe I just I need to begin to pray for them, but maybe I need to tell my story to them. Then do that too. So reach out to us. I mean, reach out, make comments, uh, find us on Facebook page and, and let us know what this message meant to you and, and the practic practical steps that we covered. Um, you know, let us know how it touched your life. Let us know what it meant to you. Reach out through us through the website. Reach out through the app. Uh, but we want to know uh, how you're doing, how we can pray for you. This is crazy times that we live in. Uh, I mean, there are people that have no hope. They're lost right now. They're, 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 their life's been turned upside down. But you know the hope, and his name is Jesus. And I pray that in the coming days that the name of Jesus is said more than the name of coronavirus. That's our hope. His name is Jesus. He is the name that is above every, every name, okay? So if he's the name that's above every name, let's say that name, all right? How to pray for someone that doesn't know God. Five practical steps, and I pray that you will begin to pray for that individual. Reach out, touch us. Reach out and touch us through Facebook or whatever. Let us know how you're doing, how we can help you, how we can pray for you. Okay, if you need us in this time, reach out. Let us know what we can do for you. But know we love you. I hope this has meant a lot to you. I hope you've enjoyed this. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. And uh, know we love you. And uh, we'll continue to pray for you and your family during this time. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.